Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Utari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And what I'm referring to when I say spiritual growth is this. I'm referring to growth in our relationship with God and, and, and our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do today, briefly in this episode, is once again highlight this statement that Jesus made in one of his sermons. It was a time when Israel was going through another one of its moments where an outside society was putting pressure on them and actually dominating them or oppressing them. And it was a serious situation which produced a tremendous amount of tension and that gap between the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer was really, excuse me, it was really stark. It was very significant. And Rome was oppressing Israel. The Roman Empire was the ruling empire at the time. And the people were oppressed. They were hurt. Many of them were literally destitute poor. But by and large, everyone was broken in their spirit. They'd been crushed. And so Jesus coming on the scene saying, turn from the mindset that you have right now, change your hearts, change your mind, because I'm introducing to you the kingdom of heaven in a new way. A new covenant is coming, and I am introducing to you once again a display of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And we began to see signs, wonders, miracles, teaching that was so full of life that people would literally travel for days to listen to Jesus teach. He held the attention of people because of the presence of his father that was just oozing from him. It was more than words that Jesus was saying. It was literally the presence of God, his father, that was coming over a crowd, welling up within the hearts of people, coming down upon people like rain. The presence of God being so thick, people could feel it. They could sense it 
all through their being. And Jesus, at the center of it, was teaching them what it was like to live in the realm of God's kingdom. The culture. He was teaching people about the culture of the kingdom that had been so skewed that people were following rules that had nothing to do with life in the kingdom of God, and it was exhausting them. Religion was literally eating them up alive and getting them nowhere. Jesus comes on the scene and starts talking about relationship. Relationship with God and relationship with one another. And one of the key words that he makes or statements that he makes in this message that he's bringing is this. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, it's recorded. Jesus is saying, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God or children of God. And what he was saying was the people that make peace happen, not sign peace treaties or make alliances so that they can have the ability to conquer an enemy through human effort, but the peace of God, the ruling shalom, that wonderful word shalom, the presence, not just the absence of strife, but the presence of God, his peace being made, being manifest. Those people that can make that happen are known as God's children. Now, what a powerful statement, but an impossible thing for us to do on our own. We can't make that happen. No one can generate that kind of environment around them by themselves. It requires God. To be a child of God, there has to be God. And being connected to God is so essential. And it's not just a mechanical, religious, robotic connection. It's a connection that is passionate. A connection that has love at its core. A connection that has a willingness to obey at its core. A desire to obey at its core. Of its being. Of our being. At the core of our being is a relationship that is established because we've come to know that God is good and that he is not upset with us. He's just looking to remove the thing that comes between us, and that is sin. And so Jesus is saying that the people that make peace are so fortunate that they are like the talk of the town. But with the talk of the town comes good and bad, right? You start becoming the talk of the town, Pretty soon someone gets jealous. People try to control it. People try to manipulate it. People try to get a handle on it. People try to get a corner on it. People try to get a piece of it. But also people want to support it and become involved. So there's good and bad. It provides a solution, but it also can create or seemingly create problems. That's why following 
peacemaking, Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted because being a talk of the town is one thing, but people want us to succeed, but they only want us to succeed so much. And when we start succeeding beyond what they think is proper, some folks can get kind of worked up about it. Well, Jesus nonetheless is saying, it's fortunate to be envied when you're a peacemaker, even when people start treating you wrong. Seems like a contradiction, but it's actually not. The blessing of God supersedes the criticism and persecution of people. But in this podcast, I want to bring things a little more basic and then for us to project forward now and to be a peacemaker. Step number one is to be in relationship with the Prince of Peace, to be in relationship with the Source. Because we are not the source of peace. We don't have what it takes within us by ourselves to make peace happen. There's too much stuff going on for us to be able to control it. And even if we could, we would mess it up. But God, via his ability to subdue things and make them workable, because in the context of peace, in the context of peace, that's where the best decisions are made. That's where people can think clearly. When there's chaos, a person can't even think clearly. When there's peace, we can make solid decisions. We can have relationships that are reconciled because things are up in the air in a turmoil, up in arms. There's peace. We can think straight. We're not scattered in our heads because things are going on so much. There's peace. There's a calm, but there's also a presence. Someone's with us, someone bigger than us, being God. That being God. God with us, Emmanuel. I am so encouraged by the reality that the only way to make peace is to be in relationship with the peacemaker. I love the peacemaker. I love spending time with him. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be your name. <sighs> You're the peacemaker. Father, you are the peacemaker. And relationship with our Heavenly Father is so important that Jesus shed his very blood so that we could have relationship like he had relationship and has relationship with God the Father. God the Son shed his blood so we could have relationship like he has with God the Father. That's powerful. That's phenomenal. That's a blessing. But the basic point is this. We are called to spend time with the Prince of Peace so that we can make peace happen. We can't make it on our own, but Jesus can. God can, our Heavenly Father can, Holy Spirit can, to us and then through us. But it takes time spending time with him. It's like soaking the wick in the oil before it produces light. The wick needs to be soaked. So do we. As leaders, we need to soak ourselves in the presence of the Lord not for ministry, but for our own lives first. 
Then we can overflow. Ministry is the overflowing cup, not the filling up cup. The filling up belongs to us. The overflow is ministry. The Spirit of God upon us is the ministry. The Spirit of God within us is our relationship. And so our relationship needs to be so saturated, so much of our lives being spent like an iceberg. The majority of what goes on is beneath the surface. The size of the iceberg is largest underneath the water. The part that's on top is the smallest part. Our time spent with God is the most important part of our lives. So as leaders, as men and women who are leaders, it's important for us to be saturated so that we are actually filled with the very spirit that Jesus is talking about, the spirit of God, the peacemaker, the maker of peace, where we can speak to the wind and the waves, the literal ones, but also the figurative ones in life, the hard things in life, we can speak to them and say, be still. And literally, they become still. (sighs) But it takes time for us, without anyone looking, not in public, but in private, where no one sees our relationship with God, that intimate, close, personal relationship with God, where we spend time, I'm talking hours. I'm not putting a time limit or a programmed procedure for us to follow because that's impossible. We're all far too different, but we know what it means to spend time, a lot of time, with our relationship with God because then we become peacemakers. So my encouragement is to know what it means, to learn, to find out what it means, to literally spend time with God before we involve ourselves in external ministry. The internal relationship needs to take place on a deep level. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, not just going through the motions, but being filled with the power of God, the dunamis, the dynamite of God, the power that enables us to make peace. If peace is within us, it wants to get out. It's not enough for peace to be in us. Peace wants to get out. It's outgrowing the pot. We're the pot. Peace is outgrowing it. The kingdom of God is oozing out of us like it was Jesus. Praise God. Let's spend time with the Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the work of your spirit in our lives, to us and through us. Lord, I abandon myself, as it were, to you, to spend time with you. I love you. I love spending time with you. The distractions are the distractions. I look to press beyond them, and I do, Lord. And I pray, earnestly pray, that there would be encouragement that would come to men, women, and children to spend time with you, to be saturated in you, to sit at your feet, Jesus. 
and to stay there and to learn from you, to be sat, to smell like you, like the woman who washed your feet with her tears and poured the perfume on you. When she walked away, she smelled just like you, Lord. Let us be like that, God, that we would smell just like you, look just like you, walk just like you. Father, we thank you, we exalt your name, and we pray these things as Jesus would pray them here, and we pray in his name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, folks, I love you. My encouragement in all of this is for us, for you, to take time and really read Matthew chapters 4 through 8. Matthew chapter 4 through 8. Powerful, 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 powerful stuff in there. And I want to give a shout out to Moses Ansongo and Philip Abuaya from Kenya. I rarely do this, but these two young men are very influential, powerful men that God is using in Kenya. And I want to speak and pray a special blessing upon their lives right now because there's a work that's going on that's going to continue to expand and grow. And I want those listening to join in with me and pray a special blessing upon their life right now. Father, I thank you for Moses and Philip and the crew in Kenya right now. And I speak special blessing, peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be known as the children of God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Lord, thank you that you've not left us as orphans, but those who are orphaned in the natural and those who are widowed in the natural, I pray that there would be an outreach that would come within the Kenya crew that would just explode across the land. and that There would be a renewal, a restoration, an awakening that would just continue to grow and mount. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, folks, I love you. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, you just like to drop us a line, please, man, do so. Feel free to do so. You can do it at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. That's lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. In the meantime, God bless you. Adios, amigos.